Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 571. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got uh, a strong message this uh, evening for you. I've got some letters and and music, all right? Right now, let's go to the throne and ask the Lord to anoint this, this program. Father, pour out your spirit. Does it make any difference with the things that are going on during the day as Satan hits from every side? But Lord, uh, you have conquered death, hell, the grave, sin, Satan, and the world, and uh, everything for us. We have to press ourselves into the kingdom of God. We have to unite in the Holy Spirit in order to get this job done. We're living in the last days that Satan is doing everything in his power to distract us from keeping our mind on you. But Lord, we pray that you will anoint um, very heavily today to open the hearts and souls of the people out in the world. And those, Lord, that are starving, Lord, provide food for them. And those that uh, need to pay their bills, their heating bills and their lighting bills and uh, all the different bills that they have, those that have uh, sick ones, and um, Lord, we pray that uh, you'll heal them and provide a place for them to uh, stay in a place to be able to pay their bills, Lord God. Lord, we ask that souls will be saved and that the church be strengthened and that all your children will have an abundance of all the things that are of need in this world. And rebuke Satan, Lord, destroy his works and open up mighty doors for us. Uh, We need a lot more finances, Lord. Uh, you stated uh, many things to me about that I'll have plenty of finances to, in order to get this work done. Do it quick, Lord. You said you'd do a quick work, and I t- take you at your word, Lord. I'm coming before your throne to add unto this work mightily, and uh, that you shut the faces of these uh, people that are your enemies. I ask it in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here I am to sing uh, with uh, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho. Joshua Fit the Battle around Jericho, around Jericho. Jericho, well, Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down, God knows that. Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, around Jericho, Jericho, well, Joshua fit the battle round Jericho, when the walls come tumbling down. Good morning, Sister Mary, good morning, Brother John. Well, I want to stop and talk with you and tell you how I come along. I know you've heard about Joshua, he was the son of Nun. He never stopped his work until, well, until his work was done. God knows that Joshua beat the battle around Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua beat the battle around Jericho when the walls came tumbling down. You may talk about your men of Gideon. You may brag about the men of Saul. 
But there's a lot just you were at the Battle of Jericho. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go, 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 Brave, he stood salvation in his hand. Go broke them, ran home, Joshua threatened, cause the devil can't do you no harm. God knows that Joshua beat the battle on Jericho, on Jericho, on Jericho, on Jericho, where the water's coming, coming down. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go broke them, ran home, Joshua threatened, cause the battle can't do you no harm. Then the lamb ram sheep horns begin to blow, the trumpets begin to sound. Then Joshua shouted, Glory! And the walls came tumbling, then God knows that Joshua beat the battle on Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Well, Joshua beat the battle on Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now we have um, uh, some letters this evening. Uh, where's the first one from, Sharon? From Ghana, Africa. All right. Dear Pastor Lamo, thanks and adoration to the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His mercies are superb. Pastor, I was a sinner, and I have served a shrine in my area called Kutum for 15 years. Because when I was 10 years old, my parents were killed in a car accident when they attended a funeral in a town near my town. A family member of mine that at that time was a fetish priest decided to cater for me. I was not knowing that I was going to serve his gods. Gods cannot speak, eat, nor hear, but I served them. I committed a lot of sins at the shrine. Recently, a man called Shadrach came to our shrine with Pastor Tony Alamo's gospel literature and a Bible. He also preached to us. I was very sorry for my sins at that juncture. Hence, I've given my life to Christ. I was lost but have been found in God's light. Also, my master has burnt his gods due to the word of God. I call on you to send me some of your gospel literature and a Bible so that I can worship God effectively. Hoping to hear from you soon. Yours faithfully, Isaac Abida from Agana, Ghana, Africa. All right, and you have uh, another letter? Yes. This is from Grady, Arkansas. Dear Reverend Alamo, I'm sorry I haven't written, but I have really been sick. I am a little better now, thank goodness. And thanks again and again for helping me with my clemency. And I'm sure happy to say that they gave me a 30-day rewrite. That is the first time I ever got that. It's always just been denied. No merit. I think it was the letter from the church, though. I go back up the 5th of March, so please ask the people to pray for me. Channel 11 had some junk on TV about you Sunday and Monday night. It's really pitiful some people really don't want to tell the truth, huh? Well, they don't want us to tell the truth. That's what you can say, huh? 
to that very much. Yeah, they don't want the truth out because it shows that they're uh, devils and uh, dogs. And uh, that's what the gospel does. That's why the Vatican doesn't want the gospel out. It shows that they're idolaters and that they're wicked and that they're devil-possessed. Okay, then what? They tried to do me about the same way down at Falk long years ago, but it backfired on them. I'll write and tell you when I feel better, but thank you for helping me. Write soon. Always yours truly, Jimmy Dias, Cummins Unit, Grady, Arkansas. Praise the Lord. Okay, is there a commandment to pray? Uh, yes, there is. The Lord says, pray always. Yeah, the Apostle Paul says, pray without ceasing. Well, why? When you get, um, when you uh, become mature in the Lord, you'll understand how many years that you've wasted by not praying always and praying without ceasing. You think, well, there, what would we pray about? Well, your uh, heart is not matured enough to have the day star to it's never had the day star risen up in it and therefore you pray not but uh, you don't keep that commandment and so you're disobedient and when you're disobedient uh, you're a witch the bible says that disobedience is the same as witchcraft so is there a commandment to pray yes it says ask and you shall receive seek and you'll find knock and it shall be opened unto you there's also a promise to enable uh, uh, for prayer. Zechariah 13.9. Go ahead, let's read that. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord God is my God. Okay, so if that uh, wouldn't make uh, you desire to pray, knowing that the Lord says that he'd hear you and that he would deliver you, well, then, uh, you know, there's, uh, there isn't much growth spiritually in you whatsoever. Now, Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Yeah, if you don't know what to pray with the Holy Spirit, which is the life-giving Spirit in us, helps us. Go ahead, continue. For we know not what we should pray for. You don't even know what to pray for. But if you pray, uh, Lord, give me the unction. Uh, tell me what I'm supposed to say to you. I don't know what, if there's uh, an army about uh, to uh, capture me or to try to capture me, and I need your word, Lord. I need an answer from you in order for me to be able to know what is coming up today and uh, tomorrow. So um, I really need... Did you finish that? No. Okay, read Romans 8.26 again. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Right, and the Lord understands these utterings. It doesn't make it, you could be groaning, and the Lord knows what it is that you're groaning about. Uh, there could be all sorts of things that are happening, uh, or demonic powers that are coming against you, 
And the Lord has given us power over all these demonic powers. Uh, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, does God inquire of us to give him our heart? Does he want you to give him your heart? My son, give me thine heart, he says in Proverbs 23, 26. Read it. My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. Okay, uh, I, I want you to read the Bible so you know what my ways are. And uh, I want you to give me your heart, because what good is it for you to have a heart that you've given to somebody else, but there, because there's nobody else on this earth that can give you anything back for giving them your heart. Some people get brokenhearted because of the fact that they've given their heart to somebody, and they just up and leave them, or, you know, you have to put them out of the church or wherever because of some of the, the sins that they commit or that they're unruly and they uh, don't pray and they haven't given their heart to the Lord. Does God require us to give uh, him our heart? Absolutely. My son, give me thine heart. Okay, Proverbs twenty three twenty six. Now continue on with verse 27. This is like men should obey this. And also women as well should obey. There's uh, even much more because a woman is, can only have one man. That's all, kids. Okay, go ahead and read it. For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. A strange woman is a woman that doesn't know the gospel. She has no intentions to live according to it. She has uh, never given her heart to the Lord. And um, she doesn't pray. All right, continue on. She also lieth in wait as for a prey. Yeah, she's uh, you know, like a prostitute. Always looking uh, for adventure that maybe she could get a few bucks out of this guy or that guy. Or maybe sell her body to, in a porn film so she can get some money. Or pose in Playboy magazine. That's supposed to be some great criteria of lost women in the world. But the promise of God says, a new heart also will I give you. Okay, but uh, continue on with uh, verse, what, 28? Yes. And she increaseth the transgressors among men. Yeah, because when you're having uh, sexual relationships with a woman, a prostitute, you're uniting your body to a prostitute. And your body is the temple of God. That's what he created for us, for him to live in and to uh, use your body for uh, him to live in and work through. Work in and live in and work through. Okay, keep going. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. Instead of tarrying long time in prayer before the throne of God. That's why the Lord says, My son, give me thine heart. 
Now the promise says, quote, A new heart also will I give you. That's Ezekiel 36, 26. Read it. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Continue. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And continue. And I will put my spirit within you. And I'll cause put my spirit within you. This is what you get for praying to the Lord. Go ahead. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Okay, so does God, um, does he command us to mortify our uh, corruptions and all of our affections, our worldly affections? But our corruptions. And does he not promise, quote, sin shall not have dominion over us? Does he not uh, say that? No, that's Romans 6.14. You don't have to worry about sinning when you've given your heart to the Lord. Uh, because he says that sin shall not have dominion over us when your heart is with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So uh, give your heart to the Lord so that sin will no longer have any dominion over you. Romans 6.14 For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Okay, we're not under the law. We're not under the condemnation of the law, but uh, we're under the power of God. Now, grace means the power of God, and therefore... We're not under that uh, power of sin anymore. It doesn't have dominion on us because we've given our heart to the Lord. And that's the only way that sin does not have dominion over us. Sin does not have dominion over us if we've given our heart to the Lord. And that's the way this message started. Uh, is there a command to pray? Yeah, is there, uh, is, uh, are you, uh, does God require us to give him our heart? Why? For God's benefit? No, your heart is worthless as it is. But when you give your heart unto the Lord, uh, sin shall not have dominion over you. Read it again, Romans 6:14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Yeah, under the law, uh, before we're saved, we're under the law because the law says you're going to hell. You're definitely going to hell. But uh, the Lord loved us so much that he didn't want to see a bunch of people burning in hell. And so what he did is he came to the earth as a man. The Bible says that it was God that came to the earth a manual to be God with us in the body of Jesus, the Son of Man, who was a man. So in order to obtain this promise, and what is that promise? Huh? It's a promise. If you give your heart to the Lord, that sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Amen. Okay, but see, people hear these messages... And they can't even remember one um, promise that we just got through reading. Uh, it, Satan comes like the fowls of the air to steal the word of God out of your heart. 
So in order to obtain this promise, that means that sin shall not have dominion over you, Romans 6.14, you must plead it and press it. You must plead, God, take my heart. You must press it to God. God, give me, uh, let me give you my heart. Please take it. But you must press it believingly at the throne of grace, the throne of power. Grace and power are the same thing. So, what the precept commands, the prayer of faith, if you, the, if you have a prayer of faith, you've given your heart to God, and he has it, and you know it, and he knows it as well. The prayer of faith begs, and when it begs, it receives. God, please, take my heart. Take my heart. Take my heart. Plead it and press it, believing at the throne of power, or the throne of grace, or the actual throne of God. What the precept commands, the prayer of faith it's one that begs, oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, take my whole heart. And let it be not a feigned prayer, but a, fra a prayer that's coming out of your heart that you've already given to the Lord. And the Lord hears that prayer. And he doesn't hear any other prayer. So you might as well, you know, these shallow prayers that are, you think are going up to the Lord, don't even go halfway up to the ceiling in your house or in your church. So uh, the uh, what the precept commands, the prayer of faith, only it has to be a prayer of faith, uh, begs and pleads with God. And a person that prays like that will receive. It's for sure. But so many people say, well, I keep calling unto God, but I don't really, um, I don't really get an answer. He puts me on hold. No, it's because you've never given your heart to God. God will definitely, if you've given your heart to him, he will definitely give you um, the promises. There's the promise to enable you for prayer. Uh, that's again, Zechariah 13.9. Does God require us to give him our heart? Absolutely. And so few people have done that, and that's why so few people uh, get their uh, prayers answered. A lot of uh, false preachers and teachers will tell you that if you send them a lot of money, God will give you um, whatever your heart desires. But that isn't what the heart uh, God desires. He wants you to do something. Now, he did everything for us. He came into the world. And he kept the commandments for 33 and a half years, and then he was uh, nailed to a cross. So when you go someplace, uh, make sure that you uh, look, therefore, that you take God in your when you're going your way in the world. Because the minute that your eyes are off him, something awful could happen to you. So take God your way with you wherever you go. If you, in the first place, besiege heaven, you will not have a to fear overcoming sin and hell. If you're praying, if you've given your heart to the Lord, 
and you're constantly bombarding the throne of God, you'll never have to fear overcoming sin and eternal death, hell, and the lake of fire. But that's the only way that you can be sure that you're going to heaven and that you don't have to fear overcoming sin and, and hell and the lake of fire. Uh, because you've given your heart to the Lord and you know it and you know that he knows it as well. All right. And so what I'm going to be doing now and for the next few days is to take, I'm going to see if you'll go with me into a deeper walk with the Lord. But, you know, this is no time to be fooling around with God. Now is the time to give your heart to God. And why? Because the Lord commands it. He uh, commands, he says, My son, give me thine heart. Proverbs 23, 26. It says it all the way through the Bible. That's the first commandment, to give all that you have, everything. All your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, your heart. Give me that. That's the first thing I command of you in order for me to be able to bless you above all people. So look, therefore, that you take God in your way. I mean, I'm talking to you. You know, you're going down the lane wherever you go during every day. That's your the way that you're going each day with you wherever you go. If you, in the first place, besiege heaven, you will not have to fear overcoming sin uh, and hell, death, hell in the grave, because the minute you give your heart to him, he uh, uh, he uh, is going to enter into you and give you the power, and the power in the word of God, if you read it, to show you these things, these precious things of God. After you have uh, conquered heaven but that's it after only after you have conquered heaven and the only way that you're going to conquer heaven is to just keep pressing in if you uh in the uh, first place besiege heaven you besiege heaven the righteous take it by force and violence amen amen are you righteous? Uh, you are if you've given your heart to the Lord. And there's no possible you've given all your heart to the Lord. All your heart, all your, all, A-L-L, your soul, and all your mind to the Lord. There's no place for it, no opening for Satan to come in because you're safe in the pavilion of the Lord. And what it is is that you, you have conquered heaven. And you must conquer heaven. You must take it by force and violence because the Lord wants you to. He wants you to, and he doesn't want you to be shy about it. Now, you are um, warring at the cost of God, not at the cost of you. What have you lost if you're not, uh, if you haven't given your heart to the Lord and you're not uh, allowing him to work in and through you? You haven't lost anything. It's the cost of God, not your own. He who sets you on will bring you off. I'm letting that soak into you a little bit. He who sets you on will bring you off. 
He that sets you on high will bring you off of all your troubles because if you're bombarding heaven and your heart is there with him, then all things are possible because it's for sure you only believe if you've done that. But we're saved by faith by believing every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? Amen. Now, do you understand what that means? He who sets you on high after you've conquered heaven, amen, Amen. will bring you off of all your problems. You won't have problems anymore because you've conquered heaven and heaven is on your side. Amen? Amen. You don't have to have any fear of overcoming sin, death, hell, and the grave. And the, to live forever, eternally, not live, but die forever in the lake of fire because you're safe with God. You've given him everything that you have. And why not? Because God gave everything that he had to you. All that God had was his only begotten son. He owns the universe and everything, but his precious son is more important to him, the entire universe. And you, this makes your soul more important than the universe because he sent his only begotten son down in this world to die for you. And so you neglect the importance of that. He gave his son to die for you. If you were the only person in the world, he died for you. And he showed this tremendous love. And if you uh, love his son that he loves so much, if you love his son, then he loves you. If you don't love his son, well, then he does not love you. And if you love his son, his son, God gave us his heart. His heart was his son. All power in heaven and on earth belongs to Jesus. Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. Amen? Amen. Why is he the wisdom of God? Because without you knowing Christ, Christ is your wisdom too. If you're wise, then you'll accept Christ as your wisdom and your power to give your heart to the Lord so that you're healed then and you are uh, not warring at the cost of God anymore because you're seeking the Lord. You've given him everything that you have, your heart, all your heart, your soul, all your soul, your mind, all your mind, and you're giving him all your strength. And you say that's too big of a price to pay. Well, what you're saying then is that Christ is no big price. For God, who loved this marvelous son of his, to die for you. And this is the reason why people spend eternity in hell, because they don't pay any attention to his son. And they're not thankful for him coming into the world and giving us an opportunity to be able to enter into the kingdom of God. But if you do, he who sits... uh, you on high will bring you off 
of this earth, and you'll be sitting with Christ in heavenly places. Amen. As the Bible states, David was a man at arms and could handle his weapon against uh, one enemy or the other. Well, he knew that their God had given him the ability to be able to use that sling as he did. Yet, uh, yet David uh, uh, dared not promise himself success till he had made God his second. In other words, his helper. Amen? Amen. Here's what David said to the Lord. He says, Order my steps in thy word, O God. I, my heart is with you. My heart is right there with you, Lord. So order my steps in thy word. And let uh, not any iniquity have dominion over me. Because I know that if it does, then I'm not going to be heard by you. Because God does not hear those that have it so contrary to the way the false prophets are teaching today that it's all right to sin. But the, uh, the Apostle Paul and all the people that are really of the Lord will not say the things that the false prophets are saying today. David knew that he had success over a bear and a lion, and he knew that if he used the weapons that he, God had given him, that he would have success over Goliath. Amen? Amen. So uh, he always never went into battle without first consulting the Lord. Quote, order my steps in thy word. Lord, I'm keeping your word so that you will keep me. So that you will not. You've set me on high and therefore I know that uh, you're not going to allow any evil thing to happen to me. So we, he's begging. So the, the prayer of faith begs, and when they beg, they receive. Then the Father tells him in heaven, say, Go now, David, and you have the victory over Goliath. You, I will uh, guide that stone that you're going to sling at him, and it's going to sink deep into his forehead, and he's going to hit uh, the earth. And then I want you to cut his head off, because he's mocking the house of God, the people of the Lord. Order my steps, O Lord, in the word, and let me, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Because I know that if I sin, as David did later, uh, then the Lord had to punish him severely. And he narrowly made it into the kingdom of heaven. So ordered, we need to pray that. You see, we have to conquer heaven with that one. We have to make sure that we never uh, let any iniquity have dominion over us. And that's Psalms 119, verse 133. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Yes, order my steps, David called unto the Lord, in thy word. Because a lot of people say, God, order my steps, and they go ahead and do their own steps. Amen? Mm -hmm. and, and the Lord doesn't want that. That isn't a prayer that God likes. 
that you're going to pray to him and then uh, uh, not receive his word. And you say, I want you to deliver me, Lord, but I'm going to walk in my own steps. No, order my steps in thy word. Let me read your word so I can tell what it is that I have to do, because your word tells me what I have to do in order to be blessed. And that uh, sin has no dominion over me. But if you think, you the people that I'm talking to out there in the world, but if you think to steal a victory by the strength of your own, um, resources or recursion uh, I want you to know that the Bible says that you can expect an overthrow you'll be overthrown and it will be um, mercy when it uh, happens to you that you are served this way because God's going to serve it to you in a way that you're not going to like it. For an upset like this will teach you humility. And you need to humble yourself before the Lord. For uh, So you uh, teach you humility for the future so that you don't do the same thing. Call upon the Lord and then go ahead and... Uh, Try to do something on your own without him. But a victory would increase your foolish pride. In other words, if God let you win a victory when you went into battle, whatever it is, whatever spiritual thing that you're involved with, if you're going to court and you want a, a victory and you hire the best attorney in the United States of America. If you won that case, it would increase your foolish pride. And that is a very sad victory when one sin carries away the spoils which you have taken from another. Maybe you robbed somebody and you got yourself a heavyweight attorney, what they call them, and you win the victory... But this is going to inflate your ego all the more. Jehoshaphat took the right course to speed up. Who, uh, though he had almost a million of men, he could draw into the field. And that without uh, draining his garrisons. Like if a church is very big because they follow the Lord, you have no shortage of watchmen. But a church that is uh, walking in their pride, uh, foolishly, not praying, not having given their heart to the Lord, they don't have to uh, drain their uh, garrisons. Yet spake God's help as if he had not one man to fight for him. God's help. With God, I will not be afraid of 10,000 in camp before me. Amen? Amen. 
So with God and myself, uh, we're the majority. Amen? Amen. Just meditate on this for a while. Uh, if the entire body of Christ believed this way, that is to surrender their entire heart, to give their heart as he commands to the Lord, that's their entire heart, their soul, their mind, and their strength, uh, they would eliminate a lot of time and trouble. So would have the uh, Israelis on the way to the promised land uh, coming out of Egypt. Because the witnesses that went into the promised land, they hadn't given their heart to the Lord. They forgot all about the fact that he had annihilated Egypt. That he annihilated Egypt and opened the Red Sea for them to uh, cross. So when God spoke to Jehoshaphat, God spoke back by giving him help as if he had not one man to fight for him. I don't even need one man to fight for me, amen, if I've got God, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 We have uh, no might against the great company that cometh against us. Why, you know, the army that came against Jehoshaphat is nothing in comparison to the army that comes against me, the whole United Nation and the whole world. Why? Because the whole world is deceived. Uh, they've bought into Satan. So this entire company is coming in against us over here. The UN and all of its uh, motors and uh, guns and bullets and bombs. But we're saved if we've given our heart to the Lord. And we fear no evil. Though in a host encamps around me. Hallelujah. Neither know we what to do, he said. He's praying to the Lord. There's a company that's coming against us. Neither know we what to do. And he's got all these one million people, men, to fight. But our eyes, he added, are upon thee, and our hearts are given unto thee. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Well, there's a guy named Alexander and all these different Caesars had been at the hand of uh, such an, a great army. If they had been in, at the hand of such an army, I can assure you that they would have known exactly what to do and would not have doubted as to how to carry it out before them. But Jehoshaphat... He was a humble man. He had given his heart to the Lord, and he prayed to him and stated that his eyes are upon him. He was better instructed by the word of God. Don't go into battle without seeking God. Amen? Amen. Don't go into battle at all if you haven't given your heart to the Lord. 
especially if you've started a war overseas and don't go into battle. Amen? Amen. Because God is not with you. So Jehoshaphat was a humble man and was better instructed than Alexander or the Caesars. He knew that a host means nothing if it has not the Lord of hosts with them. And that the most valiant man can find neither victory nor a hand to help him. That's all he is, is a valiant man. I've seen many valiant men die, amen? amen? People parachuting out of planes, people going overseas to fight, you know, without consulting the Lord, amen? amen. So, um, a valiant man can find neither victory nor any hand to help him. No victory and no hand in the day of battle without the uh, permission without the permission of him who made both. He made victory and he made your hands. Amen? Amen. But he has to lead us into victory and he has to be with our hand. Amen? Amen. Nor will you, Christian, be able to use your strength in the hour of temptation. Any people out there get tempted during the day? Well, you must not have given your heart to the Lord of hosts, amen, because there's a host of people out there trying to tempt you into sin. Christian, are you able to use your strength in the hour of temptation without some new power from God to excite or enforce what you have already received from him? But we have to seek the Lord on a daily basis, amen? And we have to bombard the throne of heaven in order to keep it conquered. In order to keep ourselves sitting in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you expect this from him, he expects to hear from you. If you want to expect anything from God, then he... Yeah, he's going to expect to hear from you. If you're not praying to God, don't expect anything good to happen to you. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> I've got a bad back, and I need a healing, and it's getting better all the time that I'm bringing this message. And I've got a cold as well. Just about, uh, there's many people that have that, but I know that I have the victory over it because I've given my heart unto the Lord. And I know that he expects to hear from me uh, because there might be one thing after another happen to me and therefore I have to get to the throne and let him hear from me if I expect to be healed. Amen? Yeah. And so do you. Yeah. Now the word never says that God is unwilling to give what he has promised to you but He pay, because he pays not the debt of the promise. There is something that you have to do as well. If you've done everything that the Bible tells you to do and you've got your heart right there with the Lord, then you can go to the throne of God if there's a problem and you can sue God. You can take him into court. Amen? Amen. 
Now, that isn't disrespectful. That's exactly what God wants you to do. Amen. He wants you to get up there and sue him. Now, Lord, you say it. Amen? Amen. That if I keep all your commandments, if I do everything that you say, that I have uh, these promises that you're going to deliver me. So, um, uh, the word never has in, in any place in the Bible says that God is unwilling to give what he has promised. To give you what he has promised. If, if you do everything, if you've given him your whole heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. See, the Lord is a Jewish God, and he, he said, let's make a deal. Amen? Amen? Let's make a deal. He has promised because he pays not the debt of the promise. He already paid the price. Amen? Amen. And he can't swear by any higher name than himself. And he can't lie. It's impossible because he, when he promises something, you get it. But he, he, he's, uh, uh, he's not going to... Uh, he says, here's the promises, and here's what you must do in order to get these promises. Amen? Amen? So he's promised because he pays not the debt of the promise until it is sued. You have to go to the throne and sue him, approach him. He's not going to pay you anything the debt of the promise until it is sued for at the throne of God, at the throne of power, or what most people call the throne of grace. God uses this method only to secure his own glory in the giving because he gives it to you, but he wants to hear from you. Amen? Amen. Because he loved his only begotten son so much that he gave him for you. So that shows that maybe he even loves you more than his son. And so he expects to hear from you. Amen. Amen. God uses this method only to secure his own glory in the giving. He wants to give it to you, but you've got to come up and sue him for it. You have to get up there and say, Lord, I stand on your word. You promised me, you said, and I gave you, I did everything that you said. I gave you my heart, my soul, my mind and strength, all of it. And I'm bombarding the throne of the Lord and I have, uh, of the, and I've, I have victory over heaven. So the Lord gives you, it's a glory to him to give you and also to make a greater uh, our greater our comfort by receiving it in this way. In other words, it's a greater glory to him when he, uh, you get up there and pray, amen? amen? Instead of reading the comic books or uh, the sales in the newspaper and all these different things, instead of talking about the high costs of living, hmm? Amen. Or the whatever. So he, um, God uses this method only to secure his own glory in the giving and also to make greater our comfort by receiving it in this way of prayer, which is a fitting, expedient way 
to attain both victory and a hand in battle. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, uh, I see that my time is uh, up, and it's time to pray. And remember that um, uh, the Bible tells us that we can put, uh, we have to learn the Word of God and keep the commandments so that we can put the commandments of God to work. What is one of the commandments? To give your heart to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Does he say that he wants that? Yes. Yes. Okay, so keep that commandment so that uh, that's the way how you work it. Amen? Amen. Okay, so uh, let's pray that God will give you the power, and that means he gives you the power when he enters into you and washes all your sins away in the precious blood that Jesus shed for you when he was here on this earth. And then he enters you, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The whole Godhead, Jesus, will come into you with his Father by the Spirit. Say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that you, Father, uh, that he's died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of every sin that I've ever committed in my life. All my former sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, by faith. Wash all my former filthy sins. Lord, you, God, you come in, the whole Godhead come into me. And you said that you'd turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my everlasting, eternal soul. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And give your heart every day to the Lord. And take him with you on your way, wherever you're going. And never be ashamed of him. Okay, now, Sharon, and read the King James Version of the Bible. Now, Sharon, tell them. Everyone in the, our listening audience, how they may receive a copy of uh, this program, number 571. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying uh, God bless you and make sure to tune in tomorrow for another uh, instruction in the Word of God how to stay alive one day at a time, spiritually alive I'm talking about. And uh, here's a song that I sang with J.D. Sumner in the Stamps Quartet, My God is Real. Some things I may not know. There are some places I can't go, but I am sure of this one thing that God is real, for I can feel Him deep within. 
My God is real, real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like pure gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Some folks may doubt, some folks may scorn. All can deserve and leave me alone. But as for me, I'll take God's part. For God is real and I can feel Him in my heart. My God is real, real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like your gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul.